May I have your attention, please? My name is Andy Black, and you need to understand that America's healthcare system is broken. They haven't found a single cure for any disease in over 60 years, even though America spends more money on doctor's visits, prescription drugs, physical therapies, surgeries, and specialists than any other nation on the planet. In spite of all that, America is dead last in ranking of all the industrialized nations. If Americans were living longer and had a higher quality of health than all those nations, that would be great. But the truth is we are not living longer and we don't feel better. In fact, we have more disease and live considerably shorter lives than they do. Even their overall quality of health is ranked considerably higher than ours. So thank you for choosing to listen to today's health update. The one place you can turn to to learn the truth about America's sick care system. Truth is, the pharmaceutical system decided many years ago to never cure another disease. And in back rooms, you can hear them explain that there is simply too much money in treating symptoms of disease to ever release another cure. Today's health update is much more than just physical health. By listening to Roy Williams, you will learn how to support your health naturally to avoid using prescription drugs, and how to decrease pain and feel 10 to 15 years younger in just one month. Roy also keeps you informed about fake diseases such as COVID and how to supercharge your immune system naturally. And what is fast becoming his most popular show, Freedom Fridays. So sit back, relax, and listen so you can begin to understand why so many say to Roy, your show is the shortest 30 minutes on the radio. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to today's health update. Roy Williams, the guru of good health, the superintendent of supplementation. Uh, you know, yesterday's show, I was on a rampage. I'm on a roll. I'm not over it either. Let me tell you. Uh, it's it's just amazing. It's, it's evil. It's wrong. It's sad. It's whatever names you want to use like that. Uh, that we have that a lot of stuff's been hidden from us, and one of the things they hid from us many years ago, uh, something they used to do with every time you got blood work done years ago, twenty years ago, uh, your CRP levels were listed on your blood work. That's C-reactive protein. They wanted to know what your C-reactive protein was because, as I explained in yesterday's show, it is an indicator of disease. It don't tell you where the inflammation's at in your body, but it tells you how much inflammation is going on in your body, and that could be an indication that you're at higher risk of heart disease, uh, cancer, stroke, diabetes, uh, autoimmune disorders, uh, you know, osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, Crohn's, it just goes on and on. All disease is associated with inflammation, and they used to check it, but they quit unless you ask for it. So write it down, make a note. If you didn't listen to yesterday's show, go back to, just go to our website, nhcherbs.com. That's nhcherbs.com. And when you go there, scroll down to, uh, you know, to recordings or scroll down to the microphone and click on recordings or radio shows and then open up the one that says uh, inflammation and longevity. That's what these shows are called, is inflammation and longevity. There's going to be at least two of them, maybe three. But I want you to become aware of how important it is 
to ask for your CRP levels. If we know that you've got chronic inflammation in your body, and that's what CRP tells you, when you get your blood work done, I'm going to give you the numbers and everything so you can look at your own blood work from the doctor's office, tell them you want a copy of it, and then look down till you find CRP and see what your levels are. I'm going to give you the numbers, part of them on today's show, but for sure on by the time I'm done with this series, you're going to know about inflammation. You're going to know why it's important that you know it, and you're going to know, uh, you know what to do uh, to decrease inflammation in your body. You see, chronic inflammation is going to destroy you. It's just that simple. I'm going to say it again. Chronic inflammation that keeps on going uncontrolled will destroy you. What that means is shorten your lifespan, in some cases considerably. Okay? So you want to live to your genetic potential without disease? I want you to. If you want to, you need to know about CRP. Yesterday, I explained how important it is to know that when it comes to the number one killer in all the industrialized world, and that's heart disease. Today, I'm going to transfer from that over into cancer and why it's important that you know what your CRP levels are if you have cancer or if you want to avoid cancer or if you want to avoid all disease or if you want to extend your lifespan, if you want to slow down the aging process. Remember this, chronic inflammation speeds up the the aging process by as much as 25 to 40 percent. Did you hear me? Don't you want to age as slow as possible? And I'm not talking about in minutes and time and years and days. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about quality of life. I want to live to my genetic potential, but I want to do it with a high quality of life, don't you? Then it's time you take control because if you're dependent on the medical profession, you are losing your mind in the pharmaceutical industry. You have lost your mind if you depend on them. Why? Because they absolutely refuse to even do the CRP test unless you ask for it now. Why? Because they have no drugs. I explained it yesterday uh, that they have discovered or invented. They don't discover nothing. They invent stuff and get a patent on it. And if they can't find a patented something that will bring those levels down, they're not going to prescribe it because they can't mark it up 40,000 times. Or maybe they make more money if you stay sick and keep hurting and keep going back to the doctor. You decide. I'm just putting information out. All right, folks, you know I'm, I'm, I'm serious about telling the truth. If you can find something on this show that, I, that I'm telling that is wrong, if you can prove that I'm wrong, I'll be the first one to acknowledge it once I'm proven that it's wrong, and I'll come back on this show and I will apologize to all my listeners and I will correct it. I'm a man. I'm, I'm going to do what I should do. I'm going to be as righteous as I can. Now, what does righteous mean? That don't mean holy. That don't mean that I'm religious. That don't mean that I'm perfect. Righteous means you try to do what's right. It's called moral character. What is character? Character is what you do when nobody's looking. Come on, folks. This is not hard. Why ain't it being taught? Why are you having to learn this on a radio show? Oh, well, that's where we are in life. Cancer. Listen to this. With the discovery that cancer is strongly related to overall inflammation status, there's been growing interest in CRP as a what? Predictor of prognosis in a variety of cancer types. If you got cancer, don't you want to know what type it is? Of course you do. If you got cancer, could it be indicated with your CRP test? It could be a very important test so your doctor knows what to look for if they use it. 
listen to this, and with strong evidence that CRP is inactive, and I'm going to say this with uh, emphasis, and destructive participant in promoting inflammation, what promotes inflammation? CRP levels. Ain't that something? That can, if you got CRP, it's going to increase your CRP, which is uh, kind of a, a you know one of them situations where the more you get, the more you get, the more you get. You don't want it. <laughs> it just keeps building on itself. There's equally strong interest in discovering ways of actively lowering a person's CRP levels to reduce their cancer risk or to promote their recovery if they already have cancer. You know what? They haven't been able to discover any really successful drugs, prescriptions, patented processes to lower CRP levels. That's why they quit doing the test. Okay? They just quit doing it. If they can't make money on it, they're not going to do it. However, what they're trying to hide from you, too, is there are some all-natural things you can do to lower your CRP levels. And I'm going to tell you, one, you're not going to like it, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway because it's true. One of the most inflammatory things you put in your body is raw sugar and decrease the amount of sugar you're eating. All of us need to be doing that. Sugar is highly, highly dangerous to the human body. It slows down the immune system, slows down brain function. Sugar, yet we're all addicted to it, it seems to me like. I know you didn't want to hear that, but I'm going to tell you anyway. There's other things to lower your CRP levels. I'll get into those. Optimal CRP levels for everyone to strive for are, here it is, you want the numbers, get ready to write them down. Your numbers, when you get your CRP levels checked, when you get them back, should be 0.55 in men, okay, and under, under 1.0. In women. Now, women have a little bit more inflammation than men, in other words, but these are where you want to get your levels down to. Your levels for women, I, will, I mean, um, uh, uh, for men, I will repeat, is 0.55. Fellas, when you get your report back, look and make sure it's 0.55 or less. And for women, it needs to be 1.0 or under. That's in women. Interestingly, CRP is now associated with a number of cancers as a powerful tool for what determining prognosis and survival. How important CRP levels? You're learning. When CRP is measured at the time of diagnosis, high levels consistently predict poor survival rates, whereas normal, especially in the lower end of normal, levels predict good outcomes. So if you're diseased already, get your CRP levels done, and you might be able to determine a little bit better how long you might live or how fast you may die if you don't get them under control. Lower the levels, the better outcome. That's what that boiled down to. And he gives an example in this thing here. Um, she does. A woman did this report. In men with uh, penile cancer, a CRP level greater than 20 at diagnosis is significantly associated with the probability of developing lymph node metastasis, a sign of poor outcome. Of course, that's a poor outcome. The more that stuff gets into the lymph nodes, cancers, the less likely uh, or the less length of time you're probably going to live. What do you want to do? Get your CRP levels under control. 
Uh, listen to this part of the study. In patients with advanced stomach cancer, those with a CRP level greater than 17 had an 11% greater chance of dying within three months after diagnosis compared to those with the lower levels. So you see, when you get them down into the lower ranges, your prognosis is better. You're going to live longer, most likely. Okay. A later study found that CRP greater than 10 was associated with a 77% increase in poor outcome survival with a 196% greater chance of having a higher disease stage and an 81% increase in the likelihood of tumor reoccurrence. Wow. You mean CRP can tell us all that? Yeah. Look at the levels. If it's greater than 10, you probably should be doing something about it. You should probably be doing whatever you can to lower the risk or to increase a better outcome. How's that sound? Okay? So now you know what an optimal level is. Now, let me put it this way, too. This is part of the study. Heavier people usually have higher CRP levels as abnormal fat provides fertile ground for overproduction of deadly pro-inflammatory cytokines that cause CRP to increase. There you go. You know, you got to stop eating the sugar. That didn't say nothing about sugar, Roy. No, but it talked about how big you are. What a fat cell store, sugar. Obese individuals are often in a chronic pro-inflammatory state that sharply increases the risk of all degenerative diseases. Not my words, theirs. A simple way of suppressing CRP for many people is to shed abnormal fat pounds. Optimal CRP levels, remember, for everyone to strive for are under Four are under 55, 0.55 in men, as I told you, and under 1.0 in women. Write those things down. Get your CRP levels checked. Next time you have blood work done, tell them you want that on there. If they don't put it on there, tell them to do it over again. You need to know this. They need to know it, but they're not going to even look at it unless you push the issue. Let's go on back to the, the uh, <clears throat> article that uh, I'm going over with you here. Uh, it's actually a study, and it's very well done. Uh, it's incredible what they know about this, and yet you're not being told about it. CRP is strongly associated with survival in patients with colon and or rectum cancers. Uh, those with elevated, elevated levels of CRP were more likely to have lymph node and distant metastasis, local and distance, in other words, close to the cancer or spread away from it, invasion of blood vessels and nerves, and a higher stage diagnosis. The higher the CRP levels, the more likely you're getting a stage two or a stage three or stage four diagnosis instead of a stage one. For patients with CRP greater than five, <coughs> only 13.3% uh, survived after five years, while 57% of patients with lower CRP were still alive five years later. You got cancer? You might want to know. You might want to be looking at your CRP, and you might, might want to be doing everything in your power to keep those levels down as low as you can. You definitely want to get them in the right ranges for men and women, as I stated. All right. Indeed, one study indicated that CRP was the only marker that was an independent predictor of disease-free survival. Wow. 
What is the most important marker? It might be CRP. Yet, are they doing it? Well, you won't know if you don't ask for it and if you don't look on your blood work and see. CRP concentrations were higher in a group of colorectal cancer patients at 2.4 compared with 1.9 in healthier controls, in healthy controls. And those with higher CRP were 2.6 times as likely as those with lowest levels to develop such cancers. So it's a predictor of whether or not you'll even develop cancer, but yet they don't tell you about it. Listen to this one. In pancreatic cancer, high plasma CRP levels at diagnosis indicated a 121% increased risk of dying from the disease. Pancreatic cancer is an ugly cancer, folks. In breast cancer, a CRP level of greater than 10 compared with a level less than 1 predicted a 96% greater risk of dying from any cause, a 91% greater risk of dying from breast cancer specifically, and a 69% greater risk of having additional breast cancer-related events. If I were a woman and I was worried about breast cancer or I've been diagnosed with breast cancer, I'd be wanting to see my CRP levels. I think you should be wanting to see your CRP levels as well. But you got to ask for it. I'm telling you, that's how it works. Are there ways you can lower your CRP levels? Absolutely, there are ways. I've done told you one. Stop eating so much sugar. Cut it back. You might want want to do what our family has done for years, and that's it. We only eat sweets on Sunday. We don't keep our body saturated with sugar all the time. Oh, I know you're probably addicted to it. You know, there's that... That, that thing that the body does when you eat sugar uh, that, that makes you feel good. Well, feeling good may not be the name of the game. Survival may be the name of the game. <clears throat> so how can you lower your CRP levels? Well, we do know there are some natural things you can take that have absolutely been shown in clinical studies, trials, double-blind control studies to lower CRP levels. One of them is called relief. Why is relief such a good product? Now, they didn't do a study on this particular product because that's one of nutritional health care's products, but the ingredients in it are the very ones that we know lower CRP levels in people that take it long enough and in the amount of the doses that's the right amount. And, uh, you know, you can figure that out for yourself. I can't even recommend what dose you take except what's suggested on the label, but I can tell you this, you'll figure it out because if your CRP levels are real high, you're inflamed and you're probably in a lot of pain. If you get that inflammation under control and your pain decreases, guess what? You'll know your CRP levels are coming down. And as they come down, remember, as the CRP levels come down, you're increasing your survival rate, and you're slowing down a lot of the aging process, okay? So let's talk about how to lower your CRP. With high levels of CRP being so closely tied to cardiovascular disease and cancer, the question you're probably wondering right now is how do I lower my CRP levels? Well, that's what we're talking about. For starters, your lifestyle has a direct impact on CRP levels. Certain dietary habits, such as high intake of trans fatty acids, High increase uh, CRP levels, leading to a reason why trans fats increased cardiovascular disease to a greater degree than one would expect based on its adverse effects on blood fat levels. You know, you need to start using 
uh, good fats, uh, you know, olive oil, uh, you know, uh, grape seed oil, those kinds of oils, oils that are proven, uh, olive oils to, to be better for you than, than a lot of other things, you know. Uh, so, and that's, that's, that's not animal fats. Animal fats, they want you to believe is bad. They're really not as long as they're, you know, from some good meat or whatever. But anyway, let's go into another thing. A 2013 study found that ideal health behavior such as diet, exercise, et cetera, could lower CRP. In that study, uh, people having four to six ideal behaviors had up to a 32% reduction in their CRP levels. Exercise alone has been shown to, to be a means of lowering high CRP. In fact, the higher the baseline CRP, the greater the impact of a, re, of a reasonable exercise regime on CRP. So diet and exercise, that's almost always included in any good health uh, suggestions, Right. We know this. Do we do it? No. You know what? Some people just want to peel. <laughs> well, I understand that. We all want the easy way out. What if there is no easy way out? If there's no easy way out, then why not uh, take supplements? That's the easiest thing I could recommend, uh, like Relief, which has a lot of what? Turmeric, curcumin, bromelain, boswello, it's got a lot of different anti-inflammatories in it. You see, if you're going to hit inflammation, relief is ideal because it's like a shotgun effect. A lot of different BBs go out trying to hit the target instead of one single bullet. Why not use all of the ingredients that you can to help lower CRP levels? See, that's part of your diet. You're not getting it from your foods, so you add it to your diet by swallowing the capsules. Okay, so healthier behaviors, uh, getting a little exercise can be real beneficial. That also lowers your cortisol levels, which is another uh, inflammatory thing in the human body. So you're doing yourself a big favor by getting a little more exercise. Eating foods cooked at high temperatures can increase inflammation. Avoiding high temperature cooked food can reduce production of pro-inflammatory cytokines and CRP, thus helping to extinguish the inflammatory fire raging in the bodies of most aging people today. You see, we overcook our foods today. We really do. We're so scared of little bacteria, germs, or something that we overcook our foods. And what do we do? We deep fry stuff in the worst oils you can possibly imagine. If you must fry your food, at least use like I said, some olive oil or, or grapeseed oil, something really good. Yeah, it costs a little more, but it is your life we're talking about here. It is your health. Wouldn't it be incredible if Americans, let me make a suggestion, uh, could throw away uh, side effect laden pain killing drugs just by changing the way their food is prepared? Remember, inflammation is associated, associated with pain. If you drank more water, if you ate better foods, it might just get you off pain-killing drugs, which also has been proven to be people-killing drugs. 121 people a day are dying from the pain-killing opiate drugs. Rather take them legally or illegally, it's killing 121 people a day. You better pay attention. Some drugs, such as statins, have been shown to uh, you know, cause a lot of inflammation in the human body. Uh, you know, so uh, it, it, it might be a good idea to 
uh, you know, to consider whether or not you should be taking a cholesterol-lowering drug. I don't get in your doctor's way. I'm not going to. I, for one, wouldn't take one if they paid me $1,000 a day to take it. I know the truth. I'm real particular about what I put in my body. That's why I don't take drugs, not even aspirin, in years and years and years. Not going to do it unless I have to. There are times when you have to take a drug. I'm not against, for instance, if you've got a lot of infection in your body, taking an antibiotic. I'm not against that. At least take it long enough to get it under control and then put some good probiotics back in your body and get that get that fixed back because you know what they're going to do to you. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, things to think about. Over a dozen dietary supplements have been shown to bring down CRP levels in laboratories of human m- models. Uh, red yeast rice, for example, lowered CRP by nearly 24% in people with moderately high cholesterol. Ginger reduced CRP in diabetic adults, and vitamin C reduced plasma CRP 24% in smokers. These are simple, inexpensive things you can do. Red yeast rice is what we give people to lower their cholesterol naturally. To lower their cholesterol naturally, it also lowers CRP levels. That's what we recommend you do. Uh, it's, a, it's a good way to support healthy uh, cholesterol levels in the human body. Ginger's been used for years, especially in diabetic. Uh, you know, diabetes, why not use ginger? Vitamin C, everybody ought to be taking more vitamin C. Humans can't manufacture any. Therefore, don't it make sense that we should be taking it? Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop right there today, and I'm going to suggest something to you. If you're eat up with inflammation, I mean, if you get your CRP levels checked and yours are above 10, if they're above 20, if they're anything above 10, but especially above 20, uh, you should start on like uh, relief immediately and start trying to lower your CRP levels. You should change your diet immediately. Uh, you should uh, you should avoid sugar immediately. Uh, you should maybe get a little more exercise if you're able to. You should do these things so you can lower your CRP levels uh, that way. Now, if it's chronic, if in other words you get on relief and you get on red yeast rice, you get on vitamin C and you do things that we suggest you do, and then you go back and get your blood work done, it's still not below what's normal for men. Uh, uh, you know, uh, 0.55, and it's not lower than 1.0 uh, for women, uh, maybe you should get on Velasta. Velasta is that wonderful, incredible astaxanthin product uh, that you can get at NH Syrup Shop and Killer Herbs and More in Athens, as well as any of these things I'm talking about today. Velasta, I've had people come in after just as little as 60 to 70 days on it, have their CRP levels as high as 28 or 22, drop down to 7 or below in 70 days. That is awesome. You know what else they reported? Less pain. More, uh, more activity in their lives. You know, you get rid of that pain, you become more active. Maybe one of those pain people's suffering from pain and inflammation to the point that you're not active anymore, but you used to be. You think, oh man, I used to be so active. I used to want to do things. 
pain will absolutely decrease your desire to move, and especially if it hurts to move, right? Well, why not uh, get on something like relief and find out if after you know a, a bottle of that, uh, you're still eat up with inflammation based on your blood work, then I would suggest you go to Velasta. We've never seen Velasta fail. And remember, Velasta in double-blind control SIBO studies based on Sam Shepard's own research, 108 out of 108 type 2 diabetics that followed the regime he told them, guess what? No longer diabetic. Wow. How does that for success? And he's also a cancer survivor from a cancer that nobody had ever survived from using Velasta. And you know what? He's got a lot of other cancer patients and studies on cancer patients. Their CRP levels go down. Uh, their, uh, you know, their markers go down. And guess what? Uh, their life expectancy increases in some cases considerably. So are there things you can do? Yes. Have I identified a problem? Yes. It's called CRP. It's inflammation. Are there things you can do about it? You bet you can. Check us out at the Sheriff Shop in Killing Herbs Morning Athens. Recall the number given at the start and end of the show if you want to hear this again. It's as simple as going to nhcherbs.com. Scroll down to the microphone and click on Recordings. And then pick the ones that's called Inflammation and Longevity. Thank you for listening to today's health update. Until next time, may God bless all of us with abundant health. As I said earlier, thank you for choosing to listen to today's health update. If you like what you heard, please consider sharing it with others who need to know the truth. To hear this or any of Roy's shows, go to www.podbean.com, www.podbean.com. And remember, you can learn more by going to our website, www.nhcherbs.com. That's www.nhcherbs.com. Or you can call to get more information at 256-757-0660.